is Country 104. Uh, okay, here we go. Good morning. Country mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104. Literally right around the corner. And, you know, a lot of people are, are getting excited as obviously now, uh, you know, Starbucks has their, their pumpkin spice lattes out and everyone's getting mm-hmm. excited for the fall. But there are some people, Liam, that just want to skip right ahead to the holiday season in December. And one of them just happens to be one of the biggest names in country music. Yeah, I noticed this over the weekend. Mara Morris tweeted out. She said, you guys. It's totally okay to start your Christmas movies now. You bleeping deserve it. Somebody responded and said, but but you can't miss spooky season. You can't miss Halloween. And she responded to them. She said, Hocus Pocus, Charlie Brown, Home Alone, the Seinfeld Festivus episode. She said, let's just rock it for the next four months. She just wants to include everything. Spooky season, Thanksgiving, and then, of course, the holiday season. And she just wants to ride it out. She's like, there's enough content for four months easily. See, uh, my thing is I can't get into Christmas until like I I would say a month before Christmas. Like I I will wait until American Thanksgiving and then be like, okay, I'll do my Black Friday shopping. Now it's now it's Christmas. Now I can get into the holidays. For me, I think the calendar has to switch months like it's got to be December before I can really start thinking about it. Okay, so you're, are you, when it comes to Christmas, I can't believe we're talking about Christmas shopping on August 31st, that this is, this is wrong. This is not okay. So do you (laughs) wait to Christmas shop until December 1st then? Are you that person that leaves it till the malls are absolutely insane? Well, like a lot of what I did last year was online shopping, so I didn't necessarily have to go in. Sneaky. And then if there was anything I forgot, I'd hop in. You know what, though? Last year, the malls weren't that busy. Uh, I'm expecting them to be even less busy this year, obviously, with (laughs) with COVID. But yeah, no, I'm not a last minute shopper, but I'm not like a three months in advance shopper and be like, I've got all my Christmas shopping done. And you're like... It's like September 4th, man. Like, (laughs) relax. (laughs) Calm down. Country 104. With COVID, you know, still in effect right now, uh, really in the beginning was where, you know, we really had to buckle down and and legitimately quarantine. And, you know, sometime, you know, at that point you had to quarantine with maybe your significant other. And, you know, things were great at the time, but you didn't really spend 24-7 with the person. And then you really got to find out some stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And there are some, you know, movie couples that might have done better in quarantine together than others, including this one. Oh, no. Oh, no. (gasps) Our love fern. It's dead. (laughs) (laughs) so kate hudson she was doing an interview the other day and of course she was asked about the iconic legendary can never be matched how to lose a guy in 10 days movie that she starred in with matthew mcconaughey and she said i've always thought about what matthew and i's characters would be now if if we were still together she said you know we probably would have gotten married with kids, but I don't think we would survive quarantine together. Now, if there is a, a, a rom-com or a movie couple that if you think you would want to be stuck in quarantine with or could survive it, who would you would you still take your chances on Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson? 
Uh, partially yes because i just have the biggest crush on both of them yeah, i feel like i would love to hate to be stuck with them like i'd be best friends with matthew mcconaughey hands down right and but the couple that i'm thinking about that is seeming more and more you know like a good situation that i think about it will be sandy and danny from greece because okay. yeah they fight too but that happens in all rom-coms but they can dance and they can sing and they can do the job so i mean come on that's got to be fun <laughs> you think it will just entertain you the whole time like they're just yeah. gonna go out and do they're just gonna reenact the entire movie of greece okay. for you <laughs> Kyle, listen, from a girl who doesn't know how to dance. That's fair. Maybe, maybe I'd actually be able to learn something. Country 104. Growing up, Leanne, as a kid, there was always like a, a, I was one of those kids that could watch the same movie over and over again on repeat, right? Like, like some of the movies I used to watch over and over were, were Space Jam, uh, School of Rock. Again, you gotta mind you, I'm like nine years old, eight, nine years old. So like these movies are on repeat for me and I was just, I was in love with them, but that wasn't even close to the record apparently. Yeah, so there is a guy. His name is Craig Sharp. And <laughs> movie theaters have slowly been opening over the past couple of months or past couple of weeks uh, across Canada. And I think Craig Sharp might single-handedly save the movie theater industry. Craig Sharp <laughs> is working on a Guinness World Record. He wants to break the record for the most number, for, for, for seeing a movie the most number of times so christopher nolan's movie tenant hit theaters the other day and he is trying to watch it 120 times i i just don't so this record was previously set the the official guinness world record is called 120 <laughs> the official Guinness World Record is called Most Cinema Productions Attended Same Film. Okay, so it's watching the same movie. It was previously set uh, last year by a woman named Joanne. She watched Bohemian Rhapsody 108 times. And he's mm. trying to not only beat that, but but succeed it. So to do that, he has to watch the movie Tenet four times a day, every day, for 30 days and i did the math the movie is two and a half hours long so it's 10 hours a day watching the same movie i don't know like how what would be worse in this scenario would it be better watching a movie that is like only an hour and a half but you watch it multiple times or would you rather just watch a three-hour movie uh, like a like a hundred times because it's double the length so at least by the time, like, there's so much content in a three hour movie, at least it'll kind of stay relevant for like the first dozen times. And then yeah. <laughs> after that, I don't know, you're on your own at that point. Um, I'm just trying to think of like what movie I've watched or know that I could go through 120 times. 120, that's a lot in a row. And and here's the deal is that this guy, you know, he's not watching it at home on his couch. He's not, you know, in bed, snuggled up, snoozing halfway through. No. He is in theaters. He's at Cineplex watching this movie. His wife came with him for the first one. And then after that, his wife peaced out. Oh, she She's dipped like, You're on your right own. after. You're She's on like, your own. nah. <laughs> Country 104. Kyle, you have a bit of a hot debate going on in your house right now. You and your girlfriend, Emma, cannot decide... On a certain 
food item. No, and I, I, I already don't like my chances in terms of taking this to a poll, to a vote, because <laughs> people just aren't going to understand it from my level. But anyways, here it goes. So we ordered, so the, uh, we're like in and around the Wortley area here in London, and uh, last week, uh, tr- uh, during the big storm on Wednesday, a tree uh, fell over, knocked out a power line. We were without power for uh, close the to majority tw- of the day, close to 12 hours, basically. Yeah. Like didn't come on to like two in the morning. And, you know, we couldn't cook anything. So we just, you know, we ordered pizza and we each ordered, you know, some pizzas. Had them that night. It was great. Next day rolls around. Of course, we each ordered a pizza for ourselves. We didn't finish all of it. I know it's crazy. I didn't finish the whole pizza. <laughs> but, you know, the next day. We, you know, we, we each had leftovers and we prepared them very differently. Uh, girlfriend decided that she was just going to pull right out of the fridge and start eating it. I started heating up the oven. She was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm putting it back in the oven. It's like getting a whole fresh pizza the next day without having to buy it again. She's like, no, no, you just eat it cold. So we needed, like, we need to settle this debate here. Is like, how do you normally go about pizza the next day? Do you reheat it? Because the microwave, like, people put it in the microwave, and that's not what I'm talking about. I put it back in the oven, cook it for a couple extra minutes, and it comes out crispy, and it just, I don't know, it hits differently. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, I mean, the chances of there being leftover pizza the next day are They're quite slim. Min- no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe that. In, in the odd chance that there is leftover pizza, I am on team girlfriend because, <sighs> I, I knew it. like, with leftover pizza, the beauty of it is that you can just grab it out of the fridge. It's ready to go. You eat it. You put it on a plate. You don't put it on a plate. You just eat it straight straight out of the fridge. Like, I don't have time to turn on the oven to wait for it to heat up. Then to put it in the five oven for minutes. a minutes. No, the beauty of it is how quick it is. And, I mean, maybe you have some kind of super special pizza-loving oven. But if you ask me, it never tastes the same the next day when it's reheated. So it's it just tastes you may as well just eat it cold because it's never gonna be as good as the same day pizza. Uh, I di- I disagree. I think it, I think it doesn't taste the same if you don't put it in the oven. I think if you haven't done that before, you've got to give it a try. So we've got some polls shared up right now. Are you is that where is that where you're going to Leanne? Or are people yeah, already against me? We've got some polls. Actually we got Kyle two people No way t- Two people for Team Oven. Samantha says 100% with you on this, Kyle. Shay says oven reheat all the way makes it better. Okay, you know what? It's 6.37 in the morning. It's early. I know we've got cold pizza lovers out there. If if you like cold pizza, please help me out. Country 104. I know we've talked about PSLs. I know we've talked about the pumpkin spice latte before, PSL. But have you ever heard of PSD before? No, but it sounds a lot more serious. <laughs> like it's not good. It doesn't sound like a delicious, yummy treat. No. PSD is a real thing. I, just, I was Googling it last night because I thought there's no way I can be alone in this. PSD stands for post series depression. So you know that feeling when you when you finish a TV show, when you finish a series and you're sad and you're heartbroken and you can't believe there's no more episodes. Yeah, when you finish, they're all off. It's post-series depression. It's it's this is this is a, a very, real thing. It's a very un 
It's a very unscientific scientific explanation (sighs) in Urban Dictionary, (laughs) but it says post-series depression is the sadness felt after watching a really long series or story. The bitter feeling when you know the journey is over, but you don't want it to end. This can apply to any series, be it a book series, a TV series, or even a movie. Mm. Effects include, but are not limited to, a state of depression or sadness, the inability to start another series, the need to rewatch or reread, and excessively projecting felt love towards the internet. So this is what you're currently going through right now. Well, okay, so I am currently watching House, which is a great fantastic, show. fantastic show. Yeah, great show. And I have there's seven seven seasons. I have one episode left. Oh no! You and made, yesterday, you crushed it all the way through. And yeah, yesterday I was about to hit play on the final episode and I didn't want you to didn't do be- it. because I know afterwards <laughs> I'm going to spiral into this post-series depression. I mean, have when I, when I watched um, The Mentalist, which was also seven yep, great seasons show. long, what, as soon as that ended, I, I was like, what do I do with my life? Where's Patrick Jane? Where's Teresa Lisbon? Yeah. Red John. Have you ever had a TV show like that where you finished and were just like, what? What what do I do now? I remember it like it was like it was mentally draining, but uh, like Suits was one that 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 dragged me along for for yes. a good ride. How I Met Your Mother too, because a it was nine seasons, but b I was watching it still like as it as the episodes were airing on like mm-hmm. cable or television, so I was going week to week waiting for the next half an hour episode for this <laughs> thing to go or twenty two <laughs> minutes. So like by the time we got to the end, I know there's controversy about how that season ended or how the, that show ended, but like I was mm-hmm. still at that point, you're so invested. And then when it ended, you just kind of like take a sigh of relief and you're like, oh, that's it. It's done. It's over. And then I proceeded to binge the entire thing on Netflix like three more times. So <laughs> it's real. Country 104. You know, some words were in fact added uh, to dictionary.com and normally words that are, are, are acronyms or words that are, are slang words and you wouldn't think of these being added to you know the official dictionary or at least dictionary.com but here we are 2020 these words are getting added yeah so and and there's you know some words that pertain to what's going on in the world right now but there's also some just like you said these slang words kyle the word swole yeah was added into the dictionary it's defined as a slang word meaning very muscular and especially related to a man yep time to get swole is the uh what the kids say <laughs> right it just sounds so ridiculous uh another one that was added d g a f which it's, you know the short form you know for the it. short form for that one i mean you know the meaning behind that one too uh, i think it's funny too like goat greatest of all time is also added to yeah. dictionary.com. Uh, the word janky, which is as slangy of a word as I think I've ever heard in my life. Uh, it actually means untrustworthy or uh, disreputable. I believe I'm saying that word correctly. <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> yeah, disreputable. 
Yep. Janky is a word. If I'm like trying to put something together and I know it's like because I put it together, this IKEA furniture is going to fall apart. Oh, yeah, I did it. It's a little a janky. janky job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, I, I knew exactly where you're going with that one. That's the perfect way to describe that. Uh, what It's funny, too, because when you, you start thinking about like you see some words in there and you start seeing the actual uh, definitions of them, you, you realize mm-hmm. that you're using the words completely wrong your whole life. Like I okay. remember I used to work for like a pool company company and me and one of my best friends both have Italian backgrounds and you know we would joke with each other all the time and call each other jabronis right like it was just a, a thing that we called each other had no idea what it meant I just thought it was like another word for like Italian guy right or like you know, like the way you treat your bro or something like that mm. you don't want to know what it actually means I, when I used the word jabroni it would be like at the gym it'd be a bunch of guys doing silly bro stuff and i would be like oh look at these jabronis over here S- silly is like a nice way of putting it well like, oh, of course i can't say the other word i wanted to use on the radio Kyle. well <laughs> the definition is a stupid foolish or contemptible person oh aka it says like in brackets loser so like me and my best <laughs> friend have been calling our losers for the better part of i don't know like five six seven years now and had no idea that was how the word what the word meant i mean it's funny when you use it between the two of you but that's funny if anybody's ever caught you in public saying that good to look it up before you call someone a jabroni country 104 we talked about crocs a while back and we were discussing you know you're you're a fan of them I'm I'm not so much, but you've got a story here that's going to convince me otherwise. Yeah, I'm going to try and change your mind on the Crocs scenario. I feel like even when you just say the word Crocs, I can see you cringe. I can see you. I can see the disapproving look in your face. So I came across this story yesterday. It's a Canadian story. There was a guy out in BC. His name is Cal, and there was kind of like today. There was a storm a brewing. A storm was coming in. So he thought, oh shoot, I need to go close the windows on my truck. So he throws on his Crocs. He's he's this is the this is the best part. He's in nothing but Crocs in his underwear. Okay, he goes outside. <laughs> he's got his underwear on. He's got Crocs. He goes outside. This guy's kind of my hero already. Right. He has one foot on the ground. He has one foot on the running board of his truck and one hand on the ignition. He's trying to start the car so he can put the windows up. Yep. Next thing he knows, the car gets struck by lightning come on the car is energized the the electricity travels through the car through him up one leg and down the other leg that was on the ground and his crocs blew off his feet they, they literally went they literally across. flew off flew off of him because they, of the lightning because of the lightning but he says i mean science doesn't exactly back it up but this guy cal says his crocs saved his life <laughs> why because they're the rubber i guess so well, or I mean, some the- sort of material that's rubber like yeah the science doesn't really like back it up no. but he says he says the crocs were the the reason that he's okay he only ended up with a bruise after you know being struck by lightning and he says they will definitely be my lucky shoes he says <laughs> they're not very flattering in terms of a fashion statement but i have a newfound appreciation for crocs for sure you know what else would would help in that situation rubber what? boots <laughs> no <laughs> 
<laughs> you need the Crocs, Kyle. <laughs> Crocs can save your life. Listen, as endearing of a story as that was, as much of a story of, of a man who is a changed man and forever in debt and forever will we'll think of those as his lucky shoes, lucky lucky footwear. I can't, uh, I don't know. I mean, that that's an amazing story. I just, okay. I, I still, if they were like, hey, Kyle, the only thing that could save your life right now is wearing a pair of Crocs. Would you do it? Would you do it, Kyle? The answer's got to be yes. I mean, I guess, but no one's taking pictures of me. Let's just say that. Country 104. Leanne, why would you try to sway someone away from Garth Brooks? I'm I'm a gigantic Garth Brooks fan. <laughs> I love Garth Brooks, but I'm trying to see what else is out there. I feel like Friends in Little Places is just like a no-brainer. Yeah, That's it's true. Gotta, it's, it's, it, Garth Brooks is massive, so it's got to be Garth Brooks. But there's a lot of other great tunes. We are getting a lot of text messages right now about okay. Brooks and Dunn, Red Dirt Road. Oh, yeah. Um, there's John Denver, save a horse, uh, not save a horse, right? A cowboy that we were just talking about that, um, country <laughs> roads. I mean, there are some, some massive, massive tunes oh. besides Garth Brooks. <laughs> I mean, what about, what about, what about Darius Rucker wagon wheel? Of Everybody. I, honestly, I think wagon wheel, I'm going to put my vote in. I think, I think wagon wheel is it. I think Chelsea just swayed me. Chelsea swagged you, swayed you for me. The song I picked this morning, and I'm still sticking with it. We just got a text message from a 226 number. Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Country 104. What did you do yesterday when you got home from work? Slept for like four hours. It was (laughs) so good. I honestly probably slept from 11 o'clock until 3 p.m. I'm not kidding. That's not even... A nap. That's almost like that's a, f- a full night's sleep. I know. Basically, there are some people that sleep, you know, five, six hours a night. You, you got most of that. Well, it turns out because we're, we're professional nappers here at Country 104. There is oh, yeah. an ideal time, a perfect time to have a nap. Do you want to take a guess? I'll take a guess here. Okay. I feel like this is one of those like weird studies where it's like overly specific. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go one thirty seven. PM. Peak Ooh, time okay. is 137 PM. You know what? I'm I actually will I will give you the ding 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 ding. Really? You're correct Be- because you're within the window. Oh, so okay. science says the best time to nap is anytime between one right. and two thirty in the afternoon. So one thirty seven, you're you're pretty spot on. <laughs> uh they say that doctors used to think afternoon sleepiness was the result of eating lunch, because you know you eat, you feel tired, you feel drowsy, you want to lay yeah, down. Food coma. Yeah, right. The food coma is real. Uh, but they found that in the early afternoon, there is a dip in body temperature, which causes sleepiness. So huh. if you want to nap, you're just doing what your body is telling you to do. It's, it's just, it's natural. It's good for you. I mean, technically, even though I slept in that for four hours yesterday, <laughs> I still napped in that window. I was technically asleep between one and two thirty. So, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm following science here. And and I mean, I mean, let's be honest. This is just the ideal time sure. is one to two thirty, but any time is a good time. Country one hundred and four. I think the term glamping might uh, have just taken on a, a new meaning for twenty twenty. Did you just say glamping? Yeah, like glamorous camping. Have you, do you not? 
Vlad. Do you not like glamping? <laughs> I mean, it sounds a little ridiculous, but whatever. And, uh, you know, camping traditions in 2020 have definitely changed from camping traditions, let's just say, 20 years ago. You know, 20 years ago, you sit around the fire, you tell, you know, scary stories, you roast marshmallows, you know, you, you grab a stick, you grab a flashlight, and you go wandering throughout the, uh, the campgrounds, and you see what's going on. That's at least what I remember when I camped growing up. Yeah, I remember. I, I haven't been camping in about 15 years or so. I used to go to the Pinery every summer. Um, I tried to go uh, this weekend, or I was hoping to go this weekend. Of course, I didn't plan. All the campsites are totally booked. booked up, some, yeah. Something I should have thought about, you know, back in June or whatever. But uh, a survey came out, a report came out, and it says that kids these days... And Kyle, you and I haven't been camping in, in so long. So we would love to know if, if, if this is true for you. Uh, this report says uh, kids these days find normal camping traditions like putting up a tent, sitting around a campfire to be boring. Yeah. I mean, some of the traditions that were, were scheduled here include uh, Googling stuff to do in the area, posting on social media, Streaming, uh, streaming music's not that big of a deal, but like playing video games, basically watching Netflix. And then this is the one that got me ordering delivery to your campsite. Like, have you ever tried to cook something on an open fire before on your campsite? The food hits differently when you go camping. Ordering's <laughs> not going to help. And even if you just totally mess it up and totally botch what you're trying to cook, at least you tried it. And then you just reach for the bag of chips and, you know, fill up on the marshmallows that you're going to cook over said campfire. People actually right. get delivery yep. to their campsites. Only this is this is even the worst part. Are you ready for this? A stu- the, the survey found also that only 40 percent of kids today have ever cooked a marshmallow on the fire. Less than That's 50%. Wrong. I cooked a marshmallow this past weekend. Yeah, you got to do the marshmallow. You got to do the s'mores. And you got to do the Graham spider crackers, dogs. baby. The spider like, dogs. Yeah. When you, do you know, have you ever done a spider I dog? I think so, but just. When you put the, the hot dog on the end of your, your stick or whatever you have. Yeah. And you slice open from oh, each end. Okay. You cut, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. a few inches in. And then when it cooks over the fire, the legs it curls. Curl I, I never called them spider dogs spider. before, though. That's what, funny. What did you call them? I, I don't know. That was just the way we cooked them. We didn't, I didn't have a name <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll cook a hot dog over the fire. Country Mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104.